Hello and welcome to the What It Really Be Like podcast. In this episode, we're going to find out what it really be like to be a high school teacher. All of us have been students, but very few of us have been on the other side of this relationship. This episode's guest is my friend and teacher, Javier Arredondo. Javi is an interesting and thoughtful guy who brings some unique experience to the teaching role, and he has some great insight on it. Javi and I are good friends, but we haven't really talked in depth about his teaching job until this episode, and I was surprised in a good way. By the end of this conversation, I was ready to send my non-existent kids to his class. And my guess is that you too will be impressed by this conversation. As always, if you or anybody you know has an interesting job or life experience and you want to talk about it on the pod, reach out to me. The contact information will be in the description of this episode. And now, I bring to you my friend and high school teacher, Javier Arredondo. Javi, welcome to the show. Good morning, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Welcome to Vegas, too. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a teacher. I teach 11th grade math. How long have you been doing this? Uh, This is my second year. Okay. I just started my... Well, I'm halfway through my second year. So, you're in your 30s, and I bring that up because you've had a few jobs before this, so I think you bring probably a unique perspective into this job. Okay. Can you walk us through those previous jobs, kind of what you thought of them and why you left them? Sure. Um, My first job, which was my, I guess my degree was civil engineering. And then I went to become a civil engineer, specifically focusing on structures, which is one of the five different um, focuses you can have. And I did that for almost a year, just a little under. I worked on a dam. We did. Dam. That's crazy. I know. Um, we did that. Uh, we replaced the gates of the dam. There was like I think eight of them, called sluice gates. And then I worked on a bridge, and we did like a seismic retrofit, and uh, basically like cleaned it up from the outside to make it look pretty for the hundred-year celebration of the bridge. That bridge, by the way, do you want to talk about where that bridge is? Uh, it's in San Diego. Right yeah. in Balboa Park. Yeah. Uh, so don't go over that bridge if you're in San Diego. Right? <laughs> now you can. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's we made it safer. Yeah. Right. You did. Okay. Yeah. Now you can go over the bridge. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I moved down to San Diego to work on that project. Okay, that's what took you there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to go. But then something inside you said this is not really what I want to do, right? Right. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of times where I just wasn't happy with the job. I think the better term for it is I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, I just felt like I was um, making money for a company, which was great and fine, right? I mean, I was meeting really fascinating people, really smart people, working with really great, high-quality people. Um, but the work just didn't mean very much to me. Mm. I'd always worked with people before, and I'd, I'd always been in education in some capacity, whether it be tutoring or mm. um, after-school programs, summer programs, before I, uh, I graduated college. So um, that shift was different and really made me realize how much I appreciate and I value and I get fulfilled from working and helping people. So uh, I had to leave. And I just... I found myself not caring about the work anymore. Mm. I remember I just get a phone call to like take care of something and like okay like I got it and I was like, like all right. I mean I, I know I know how to do it. I knew what you know what it need 
what I needed to do to get it done, it just didn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, not inspired anymore. No, not going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to go into work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Having a hard time sleeping. Mm. Um, the job was stressful, uh, because we're, you know, it's construction. You're always behind on a project. Um, kind of, we were working long hours too and working like half day Saturdays, but it's crazy because I was working, I'm working more now right, than I was, I was before. Yeah. Um, and I'm significantly more happy. Right. It doesn't yeah. feel as like tedious or it it's work you want to do anyway. Yeah. It feels purposeful mm. and it feels like it matters. Um, at least right now it does for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you left the engineering job and you right. got into education. I'd say I went back into education. Back into it. Yeah. Like I said, I'd always, all those other things I mentioned were jobs I've had since high school. I yeah. started, in high school, I started tutoring. That was my first job. I was a private tutor. Um, after my geometry teacher recommended me to her neighbor, she's like, I think you should be a tutor. And I was like, okay. So I did that. Um, and that led to private tutoring for like years. I did that all. Decent money in school, right? When you're in high school, it's like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was working at an after school program for second through fifth graders. Right. So I was doing both of those. And then, so after I left engineering, I didn't have a plan, but I knew that it was like, I knew where I was going to go. And I ended up picking up a private tutoring gig, of course. And then that family really liked me. And so they recommended me to other families. And then I just had way too many uh, people to tutor. Yeah. Uh, and I had to start saying no, which was great. That was an awesome problem to Good have. Good problem to have, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so I did that, and then I was working at Upward Bound, which is one of the TRIO programs, which is a program that I was a part of when I was in high school mm. and, and college. And it was super helpful. Incredible programs for first-gen low-income students. Um, so I went to work for them, but that was only a part-time gig. So I did that and private tutored at the same time, which worked out really nice. Um, and then I started to get more direction of like what I wanted to do and where I wanted to work and what, uh, age level I wanted to work with. Um, cause at that point I'd worked with every, every grade from second to, um, to high school and everything in between. So grades two through 12. Um, and then I wanted to work at the college level. So I went while I was doing those two, two jobs, I decided to go get my master's uh, in education with a college counseling specialization. And that felt super right. Mm. Uh, so it, I had the flexibility to do all that while working the part-time job and then tutoring as much or as little as I wanted to. That's a very specific degree. So you knew like yeah. this is exactly getting this degree for this job because well, it's the job I want. Yeah, so I originally thought that I was going to be like um, a college counselor at the like community college level, um, and that's what I was shooting for. Because when I was in college, I also worked this job. I was a peer advising counselor, so I did like um, I'd help students figure out their academic schedule um, and just like talk to them about life. So it was like a nice yeah. blend of that, yeah. and I really liked that. So. <clears throat> I always thought when I took, when I was going for that degree, I always thought, what is a job that I really enjoy and how can I do something like that again? Uh, and I thought about that job right away. Mm. So, um, I didn't quite 
do that right afterwards. <laughs> but it was fine. I was taking it a completely, not completely, but a different direction uh, that worked out really well for me at a place that I also really wanted to be at. So, yeah. I, I guess I can just tell you about that now, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so, so you are, so now you're working at UCSD. Yeah, at this point, yeah. So right. I left, um, I was working for Upward Bound at Palomar College for um, like two and a half years, uh, which was great, but I just needed more also because it wasn't full time. And I didn't okay. want to do the, you know, the whole tutoring and that. As much as I love tutoring too, that was really hard to leave um, those students and those families because I really, you know, grew attached to them. Yeah, you built strong connections, strong bonds. 100%, right. yeah. Um, I worked with those kids. Some of those kids I worked with the whole time, or like I guess at that point, three years, almost three years. Um, almost like a like a role model parent type figure in their life. Yeah, I yeah. think that's always education in general. It's always mm. someone who's there who's an, another adult in their life. Mm. Like you, you and me have probably seen like our we like throughout the, one of the years we saw our teacher more than we did our parents because we're with them like. Our teachers, right? Yeah, so that's probably true. Day. Right. Um, so, um, it's I find it really important to think about like uh, what kind of teachers you want to be around, or what kind of adults you want to have influencing your student or your child or whatever it may be. Um, so that I've realized how I realized how crucial and important that really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once I I left that, I went to work at UC San Diego, which is a place I really wanted to work at because I liked the UC system because I was a part of the UC system. I went to Davis, and it's elite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Um, and I wanted to be at UCSD because I understand it. I understand how quickly it goes. It's um, it's quarter system, so it's fast. And I was like, I can help those students, you know, in whatever way I can. So yeah. I went to. <clears throat> Work for the another trio program, but at the college level, student support services, and then I split my time to also uh, build and grow the at that time Guardian Scholars program, which is a program for foster youth, uh, just foster youth at the time. Uh, we eventually grew that to be the Hope Scholars program, so we changed the name, and then we also invited. Uh, other students. So it, was, it then became foster youth, homeless youth, formerly incarcerated, and other disconnected youth. Wow. Because no one else was serving those other three populations on campus. And we're like, well, we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, Stepping <clears throat> up. Yeah. So the, the goal, uh, well, one of the goals of me moving to that job was to, like I said, build and grow that program, which I was excited for. Um, I wanted to take the opportunity to do that and work with the population that, like, need support in so many different ways yeah um so that was a really i really enjoyed that like that blend of the two worlds uh that was a bit taxing um because it was a lot i'd have um my uh, i'm just gonna call them hope scholars the hope scholars on one side and then i'd also work with the trio students and after it took it was it blew my mind that there was no full-time position because they weren't funding it for a full-time position, even though it required a full-time position to grow, mm. grow and build the program. Yeah. I, I officially was the only staff for that program. That's and a then, full plate, just that yeah. on top of everything else you had to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, professional staff. I ended up, I had student staff, mm. which was great. Um, they were super helpful. I really relied on them a lot. 
Um, so eventually, I don't remember how many years it took, I think at least two, we finally got the program, uh, like a full-time position for that program funded. So then I transitioned away from Trio and just work with Hope Scholars full-time and continue to build that out, which was great. Because then, I mean, it needed it. Yeah. And I still was able to hire student staff. I hired more student staff. Grew the, I continued to grow the program. I think when I left, it started with like, I don't know, like 50, 60 students, maybe a little more. Uh, and I, I know we ended up in the, like the high 80s, I think. So it continued to grow, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I think what's really fascinating is there are so many more out there that didn't want to be a part of the program that were eligible for a variety of reasons. Um, but we helped the ones that, you know, that wanted the support. So you're making an impact now. It feels good. I think you're you're probably getting some fulfillment at this point mm -hmm. in what you do, right? Absolutely. But there's some other factors at play that have you wanting to make another change. So what kind of leads to that and, and what brought you into this teaching job? Yeah. Um, Just in a general sense. Sure. I think I'm, I really like and appreciate growth and I like, love to learn. Those are things that are really important to me. And I remember the day that I got the, uh, uh, the full-time coordinator job for Hope Scholars. Uh, I walked into my office and I sat in my chair and I'm like, what am I going to do next? Mm. And I think I always kind of have that feeling now after changing careers, after changing careers once, it gets a lot easier okay, <laughs> to <yeah>. do it. <laughs> um, like mentally it does. Right. Everything else takes like a lot of work. It's a lot of effort to, to have a completely different career shift or even just move from one sector in education to another. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so when I sat there, I remember I walked in my, sat in the chair and I was like, all right, what am I doing next? And then I started just thinking about it. And I've always had these ideas ruminating of what I wanted to do eventually. Um, businesses, um, different ideas. Uh, and I wrote a 40 year plan on my whiteboard. And 40 year plan. Yeah. That's like unheard of. I didn't, I respect that. the hell out of it, but wow. That's like. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of things. There was some consulting involved. Yeah. There was um, starting my own business, educational business. Um, I had life coaching in there, which is something I still am passionate about. Also, mm -hmm. you know, loosely termed life coaching, and a couple other things I don't really remember anymore because it's not what I'm doing. And then at the end, I had teaching, and. I figured I would retire on that. Um, I think that I always thought that I didn't, I told myself that I didn't want to be a teacher right away because I didn't want to deal with parents. Uh. And I don't have that problem at all. When I'm like, so far I've had zero issues with parents. The parents have been fantastic. Um, so anyway, so I was going to do it at the end and I wanted to go teach after I knew I wanted to leave UCSD. I was looking into teaching at the CC level, community college level, the CSU level, and then the high school level. And I, <clears throat> the, it was going to be tough at the CC or CSU because I only, only had my master's and having the PhD is going to be so much better and you have so much more, um, honestly, power mm. um, at the university when you have that. 
Uh, and I would have had to create my own courses at the CC because there weren't too many like courses around my specific uh, master's degree in education with college counseling and student development. Like I really got to come up with something specific. Mm. Um, I found something at the CSU level that was like more student support uh, type of stuff and I could develop my own class. But I think there was a class developed kind of already and then I could fill it in with what I wanted. Um, and then high school math, which is something I'd always wanted to do. Uh, I just always told myself no because everyone, you know the stereotypes of a teacher, uh, work really hard, Yeah. don't get paid enough. Yeah. Correct and correct. <laughs> Teachers always reminded us that as students, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't really yeah. remember that, but like everybody else that I talked to would say that. Yeah. And my parents were like, no, like, why would you do that? Not like, you know, my dad worked at the school, my mom was involved in the school too. Um, but they're like, go do your engineering. Like, you're really good at math. And I'm like, okay. Um, and everybody else was like, go do engineering. You're getting pushed uh, and pulled, man, all directions. I, I was just, I was completely <laughs> getting pushed in one direction. No one was pulling me back anywhere else. They're yeah. just like, go do this. It was so respectable and um, coveted, I suppose. They're like, oh, you're an engineer. There's like, like clout that comes with that. Sure, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I never felt like that. It's just like, well, yeah, I just worked hard at this one thing and I yeah. made that happen. That's yeah. it. Like, you can do that, too. Um, so, I I found this, the only, one of the biggest reasons, not the only reason, one of the biggest reasons I decided to start teaching now is because I found the program that I'm currently in, which is through my school. So, I work for High Tech High in San Diego. There's a few of them. Oh, there's a, well, six uh, in the county. And through that program that I'm in, it's called the District Intern Program, I can teach at the same time and get my credential at the same time and get paid as a full-time teacher because there was no way I was going to take the time off and do what like two years of school another two years of school yeah not getting, getting paid. paid yeah not doable not no. in San Diego not doable <laughs> I mean I could make it happen because luckily I have family support there so if I really needed to I could go do that yeah um, but this is ideal though this is ideal yeah. 100% yeah. yeah I really wanted to make this work and I'm, so I'm currently still doing that and I'm finishing up my second year which would be the last year of the program um, so that's why I was like well I'm going to do this um, this makes so much sense and then if I once I get my credential then I can see how I feel and you know I'll be a couple years in and then I learned that you have to do another year after you get your credential which is to clear the credential which sounds what's like the dues you're paying I feel like yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the, yeah. the credential is a two-year program, which is fine. Yeah. And then, I didn't know about this, I mean, there's, after you get your two years, or you do your two years, you get your credential, and then you have to go clear it through a program called induction. I think it's called induction. Not like the cookware, but, you know. So, well, it's probably just so that you don't get your credential and then dip out on the on the school, right? Not not necessarily. This is not anything through the school, it's just everybody has oh, to I do Oh, I see this. what you're saying. Yeah, okay. it's just this All process. Right. Got it. Um... So I was like, I got to do another year after this. Yeah. And what's really nice about this program is if I continue to work with this network of schools, they'll pay for the induction. Uh, so I don't have to pay anything for that. And it's only one year instead of two. Typically, it's a two-year thing. I was like, that's wild to me. The barriers to get into teaching are go through your credential, don't get paid, and you still have to go through another two years to clear your credential, your induction, which also costs more money. I was like, what? Yeah. It was and wild. Yeah. But they are, when I say they, the uh, 
I don't know, the Commission of Teachers or whatever you call it. I don't know what it's called. Um, the Secret Teacher Council. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the Illuminati of teachers. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Teachinati. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are reducing the barriers that it takes, right? So they've there's certain tests you have to take called the CSETs to get into it. And okay. they've like right now they've removed um, the cost of those, which are typically a hundred dollars per test. And as a math teacher, I'd have to take three. Mm. Which it's not I'm not excited about that. So you said you work at High Tech High, and every time I hear that, High Tech High, it just sounds like a fake school in a Disney movie that's, like, ridiculously high tech, everything, like, virtual reality, and like, hovering, like, uh, you know. Absolutely not. No. Chairs or desks or whatever, I don't know. No. So one thing that was interesting to me, I remember when you were getting this job, uh, you had applied for a few different um, schools. Mm-hmm. Part of the hiring process for these teacher positions is you have to do a lesson like you basically lesson, do a yeah. lesson in front of a panel in front of the actual students oh okay yeah That's... the ones i would be teaching next year i taught in front of them that At was least... part of the interview yeah dang tell me about that um that was both so i ended up interviewing for two schools and they both required a demo lesson and i was there it's a full day thing. It's kind of wild too. You're there the whole day. Not getting paid. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but I understand. Like, if you're gonna have someone come in and do the work that yeah. the teachers do, I would want them to spend the whole day. Yeah. Um, with high tech, it was I, you know, shown around the school. I had an interview with two specific students. They just it was you know two on one, um, and then I did my demo lesson. Then I met with the teachers in my grade that I'd be working with, and then I met with leadership. So, full day. Damn. Uh, they call it a banana. Put you through the ringer, dude. It did, yeah. Because everyone, everyone has to like you, basically. Yeah, but yeah. I, I also have to like them. True. Uh, the other school I interviewed for, same thing. Got there, met with leadership. We're back after a technical glitch. It's fine. When we glitch, we and resume. We, and we keep going. We're, we persist. We do persist. Resilience. Resilience is key. Yeah. Persistence. Key. Major key. Thanks, DJ Khaled. <laughs> exactly. Shout out DJ Khaled. Dude, DJ Khaled is honestly underrated for his like knowledge on life and the world, in my opinion. Yeah, he's kind of like sage type guy? Yes. He, okay. I think he sounds kind of silly in the way that he talks about things, but you can see the wisdom. At least I can. I like you you move past the the persona. Yeah. And like his presentation, and you actually listen to what he's saying. I've always been impressed with him. He does seem like pretty down to earth for like super famous rich guy, and yeah, seems like cool with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was something, um, you know, obviously he talks about his major keys, and he's like, one of them was water. He's like, nobody told me to drink water. I'm like, shout out to everybody water. tells you to drink Get water. Get H2O. Um, I mean, I believe that he, like, he, he was never told to. That they yeah. didn't know it was like a major key, like something so simple like that, you know. I love water, man. Mm-hmm. I will drink water over pretty much anything. Yeah, I mean, I love coffee. I love this and that, but like water is the go-to just, for sure. Dude, water is the go. There's something about it's the, the goat. The goat yeah. of liquids. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> we're it's, mostly water. It's the liquid of life. Liquid for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, let's go to why. Why did you choose to teach high school of all things? Um, yeah. So. I think uh, I really considered uh, impact 
or at least my impact or how I can make an impact on people, right? Um, at the college level, I felt that students were a little bit older. They were uh, more set in their more, ways. More set in their ways. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, I was working with some freshmen, but a lot of transfer students as well and for Hope Scholars. Um, with Trio, same thing. It was a blend of high school, uh, I'm sorry, freshmen and high, uh, transfer students, not high school. Uh, we're coming from high school. And it was like developmentally, you know, they're already kind of there and they're, you know, they're becoming adults and they're, they know where they're headed, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and some of them don't, and those I can work with. At the high school level, man, it's incredible to see how much they grow and change from year to year, from semester to semester, from month yeah. to month, like it's noticeable. Very formidable. Formidable. Yeah. Form formative. formative. There De we go. Definitely formative years. Yeah. Um, well, I think because also like it's that middle part of your development where like you're not just really a kid anymore. Like you're entering adulthood, so you're really right. forming like strong opinions on things and like who you are in the world. Yeah. But not quite yet. You're still like a kid in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. yeah. I think. Um, figuring out who you are in the world is one of the most challenging things for every human. Yeah. Figuring out who you are. Amen. Um, and it take, it's taken me a lot of work to do that. And I can finally feel comfortable to say that I'm pretty, pretty confident in who I am. Um, That's important for kids to see, honestly. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I talk about that all the time with them. Mm. Um, and I tell them that it's okay if they're they don't know and a lot of them don't know and I, you know they tell me every day like i don't really know what i'm doing i'm like that's okay you know i'm here to help you figure it out mm. um, and specifically 11th grade which is like where i want to be those students are you know getting into i need to get serious about academics because college applications are coming up uh all the classes are getting a lot harder welcome to 11th grade um i'm about to be a senior um i'm you know, doing a lot more and the, at this point it's um, for me it feels like I would really want if I was in 11th grade or I remember being in 11th grade like I want positive adults in my life that are going to help me push through this time and to help me figure out what I want to do and I've had a variety of different jobs to where um, I feel like I'm in a position to help them figure that out you're bringing experience to the table yeah. Yeah, that others may not have. So Yeah, so the the upper bound job I had before, the idea of that was to help high school students get into college and then yeah. help them give them the tools to do that. So I've done that already. Um, I worked at the college level already, so I know what it takes to succeed at the UC level, for example. Well, I mean, I was there too, and then I saw what it takes to be at UCSD. Um, I did my counseling piece uh, with those groups of students as well so um life coaching is something else i've uh, had been doing for a little while a few years yeah um so i have my hand in that um i also when i was working when i was working yeah i think when i was working at ucsd i also had the opportunity to read applications for incoming freshmen um so i got to see what they're looking for how they write their essays um, and like what the UCs care about and how they give points. Oh, that's to students. Super helpful to know. Yeah. To so, pass on anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I 
kind of have a good idea of, you know, what it takes to get to where to this, at least at minimum this level, right? I'm sure there's other levels. Um, you got some elite knowledge that you bring into this high school. <laughs> um, possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely have a, a wealth of experience. Yeah. Uh, which I pass on to the students as much as I can. Yeah. And I'm at the point, well, I've developed a lot of trust with them and they trust me and I'm, I ask them, like, you, like, you got to trust me. I know this isn't your favorite topic. I know we're doing math right now, but this is going to pay off in ways that you don't even understand yet. It's really the trust the process. And mm -hmm. that comes along so frequently with pretty much every job that I've had. Yeah. <laughs> Education related. Everything. It's like, yeah, yeah, especially for, you know, for young students. You don't know what it's going to look like. I'm like, you don't know what's going to happen in, you know, a few years and how are you going to feel? I'm here to tell you it's going to change. Yeah. Uh, most likely. And Always. It's constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm trying to set you up to be successful. Yeah. And there's... Build know, the fundamentals. Really fundamentals. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm here to do. And also help push them to understand themselves better as, as people, as students, as learners. Um, and help them figure out the best way to do all those things for them. Because everyone's yeah. got their own path. True. Yeah. Everyone needs a different approach. Everyone needs different advice. Cool stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't even say advice. There's very few times where, and I've talked to you about this a lot. Um, I don't like to give advice. I want you and everyone that I work with or help um, to really develop it on their own and find their own way. Right. Because I can say, I can tell you, or I, I tell my students, you know, hundred different things to do, and maybe they'll do like one of them, and that's fine. Right. Do whatever you feel like is going to be helpful for you. Take something and work with it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into what it, I mean, we've talked about quite a bit already, but what it really be like to be a teacher, like the day to day. So your sure. average school day, mm -hmm. your alarm goes off. Tell me what time. And then all the way through until you're done working for the day. What happens in between all that? Sure. Um, for me, I have to put more work in because um, I is my second year. I'm still trying to figure out how my actually my flow feels pretty good. My the flow of the class and transitioning from one topic to another and the flow throughout the day feels good. But like teaching content is so different than tutoring for sure. Mm. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, it's so I spend more time than I want to right now. I think that I will need to eventually. So I usually wake up. Uh, I always wake up before six. Um, depends on the day. The earliest I'll wake up is five, and the latest I'll wake up is like six, somewhere in there. You know, get ready to go, get to work. I'm usually there before seven, sometimes like 6.45. What time does school start for students? 8.30. Okay. Yeah. Um, on Fridays, I have a meeting at 7.30 with, uh, with all the teachers and our staff. It's like logistics. Uh, and then two other days a week, um, I meet with our te teacher team. So um, with our inclusion specialists. So I, there's a bunch of really great things about the school. One of them is that um, there are no what most people think of as like special ed classes. All the students on um, we call it caseload who have an IEP or a 504 plan, which means they need some kind of like additional support. 
Um, and there's like a, a sped teacher who doesn't have their own class, but they push into or they're part of my class and the other classes that, 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 that they are taking. Um, so it's a fully inclusive and immersive school in that way. And so I, for the 11th grade, there's um, two teaching teams. And there's one of them's humanities and biology, and the other one's um, humanities and Spanish. And then so the group of like 50 students will take those two classes, and the other group of 50 will take the other two classes. And then all 50 will also work with me the whole year. Halfway through the year, those students swap, and I'm still working with them the whole year. Um, but they get them for more time. So they get them for like two and a half hours a day. I get them for 65 minutes a day. Okay. Um, so anyway, so um, our, our SPED teacher uh, has meetings, of course, every, every week with each team, and I'm a part of both those meetings. So those are 740, so it 7.45 to like 8.15. I'm in those meetings also. Everything else, planning. Um, I get to school and I'm planning for the lesson. I'm really effective working during the day or in the morning. So I wake up early and get that ready to go. Yeah. Um, I'm often finishing my lesson 10 to five to 10 minutes before the students are like coming into class, sometimes right at the time. And that's kind of how it goes. Like I, I will say that doing everything on slides um, and making it like tech, you know, so I can project my slides and then talk about it is very tedious and takes a lot of work and a lot of time. Um, but it's so helpful for the following years because I can work off of that. Oh, okay. And it's so much more helpful for the students because they have a resource, right? Like you remember being in school or, you know, any classes you've taken is usually just like, here, we're doing it on the board. Here Take it is. Notes. Take yeah. notes. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, if I could teach you like that, I would have so significantly less planning to do, but I can't. That just doesn't work. That's uh, one, it, it's not helpful for students, um, especially um, students on caseload. Like they just, a lot of them don't learn that way. They don't learn well that way. Um, so that's, um, it makes me a better teacher to do this and to be more inclusive of everybody that I'm working with but it just takes a lot more time. Uh, but it's time that like, I know will benefit me in the long run. This is only year two, man. And um, you know, I'm still figuring it out. But anyway, so get to school before seven, plan it up until Fridays I have a meeting on, at 7.30, Tuesdays and Wednesdays I have a 7.45 meeting. Uh, school starts at 8.30, classes for me are 65 minutes. Um, we go one, two, three periods, and then we have lunch. And then our school is a little different on Mondays and Fridays. We have something called advisory, which is like kind of like homeroom in the sense, but like much more close-knit homeroom. Like we do uh, activities and things to build community with the students um, of like our particular group of students. We have 19 uh, in our advisory. It's me and one other teacher who share an advisory. Um, and like on Monday, we're doing, you know, it's close to Valentine's Day, so we're doing a Valentine's Day potluck. Um, and we'll just have lunch together. We'll sit. We're going to make some Valentine's Day cards uh, for each other. It's cute. And then, yeah, it's cute. You know, we try to be cute. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and have a good time. Um, I love those kids. I love all the kids. And uh, so that's Mondays and Fridays. Uh, and then after that, after lunch, my fourth period, 
if not advisory. And then uh, fifth period, the last period of the day is my prep. So, you know, I work or um, usually plan, try to grade. Grading's the worst, dude. I hate grading. So many teachers talked about that and how like they'd be grading like in bed, like late hours, like just it's always grading. I, I've changed it to where everything's just online now. Uh, so I'm like, upload your stuff to Google Classroom. If it's there, I see it. Boom, boom, just on the laptop. Knock it out, get it done. It's easier now. Paper, man, the paper takes so long. Yeah, um, and you got to have like a bunch of red pens. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants me to use red. <laughs> it's like their worst color. I was like, I'll use blue. Would you... Uh, what do you th- would you rather have your prep earlier in the day or is like I guess you've built a system now around it? Right? I wanted the I wanted it at the end. If I want I would want it either first period or fifth period. But the idea of teaching math at the last period of the day, nah man, that yeah. sounds terrible. They already have a yeah. hard time during fourth period math. Um, their brains are zapped already. It's like yeah. yeah. But they don't math is the most like challenging subject for students my students I guess it always feels like that in general I think that's true yeah. yeah people really struggle with math and I try to not have them struggle so much um, what is it about so like I, don't, I just remember hearing recently it's like math is actually really beautiful it's like the language of the universe and there's some really cool stuff with math but it just has turned into like I don't know the way we're taught it just makes it seem like this daunting like dry boring thing but it doesn't have to be, right? No. Um, I think what I really love about math is problem solving. I love problem solving. That's what I'm good at. Um, math is problem solving, puzzles, logic, um, yeah. and a bunch of other like you know things like that. Um, so if you like those things, you like math. Not every type of math is always you know, just one of them. Algebra is really just like a puzzle. You just rearrange things to figure out what something else is. Mm, yeah. Um, Balance the equation. Basically, yeah. Do it to one side, got to do it to the other, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's like, it's weird, right? You under, People understand numbers, right? But then when you get to letters, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. And you throw something else at them that's like cotangent, and people are like, freaking out i'm like yeah relax like it's okay like don't worry about it like we're gonna figure it out it's just the inverse of tangent we know what tangent is right and we'll get there um but i think they're like they see something and it feels scary because it looks wild and i remember feeling that way too i'm like that looks crazy how am i ever supposed to get that um but i did and i trust the process and i trust my teacher or professor whoever it was and we figured it out um it only looks scary in the beginning, right? Everything that we don't understand frightens us as humans, yeah. right? Um, so, like, I get it. And I try, like, what's really nice about the school also is that it's a project-based learning school. So we do, um, like, it's focused on that principle and that idea of creating a project that involves the content that we're learning uh, to help students create something um, to be more meaningful for them to identify the connection to the real world. Uh, the last bigger project that I did um, was centered around logarithms, and I connected that to earthquakes. So, um, oh, right, because it's on a log scale. Yeah, exactly. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the project was to 
researched two different earthquakes in two different parts of the world. Uh, the calculation was calculation was more simple once they understood once you understand how to manipulate logarithms and logarithmic equations, which were like just all the log rules. Um, then you can solve this problem of like understanding how much um, or the intensity of an earthquake, yeah, um, and how much more powerful one is than the other, right? Um, but that calculation is simple once you understand all the rules, but it involves like five of the different rules all in one problem. So if you don't know them, you can't do it. Uh, but anyway, so it was research two quakes, um, do some calculations about the intensities, um, talk about what happened in those cities, um, and like what can we, we can do as like humans to be good stewards of people who've been through um, major crises like an earthquake. Because humanity is in there too. Yeah, uh, we were doing seven seven point pluses, so they were devastating. Mm. Um, mm. And then this, the last part of it was like, okay, well, here's all this crazy devastation that happens. Um, so what are we doing now as you know, humans to make our buildings more earthquake safe? And so I had them research um, eight. Well, they got to choose one of eight different seismic retrofits, um, which is what I did for the bridge uh, in San Diego. Um, so they research different ways to that engineers are making earthquakes more, oh, I'm sorry, buildings more earthquake safe. And they created like a, um, a model of that. Like a, not a, Dude, this sounds fun, model. man. Like, where were these lessons when I was a kid? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these are cool. Um, that was my favorite project. Like in, practical application of math yeah, but, in the world. Yeah, so yeah. They, got, they got the humanities piece in there. They got the mathematics of that and then they also understand a little bit of the engineering part right my like my really goal with that was um i think my issue was pe i would hang out with people and we'd like have a shaky tile on a building and they're like oh my god i feel so unsafe i'm like that's wild that's just one shaky tile and right it's nothing in terms of the entire structure yeah um so at least having them understand that these things work in this particular type of way um yeah, it's funny that our, my director was like walking around and checking with the, my students during that project, and he's like, "What are you What are y'all working on?" And they're like, "It looks like humanities." And it's like, "No, this is for our math class." He's like, "Oh," and then he told me about that. I was like, "Yeah, it's like we're trying to make I'm trying to make this like you know kind of everything." Yeah. As much as it is math, like I still, you still have to write, you still have to research, which is yeah. everything. So. Well, yeah, it's like it's your. Like I mentioned, it's just your, it's the practical, practicality of math in the real world. Cause that, that was like a big thing growing up learning math. It's like, when are we ever going to use this shit? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I still get that question every day, but it, I mean, math is used all the time, especially in engineering, especially in, you know, things that require numbers at a big scale and everything. So it is. So you're making it interesting and it's like, yeah, this is how it's actually used. So, well, that's I, a dream. I, I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not just you know, symbols on a paper that I have to like manipulate some weird way, you know, yeah. it's like, so. and don't get me wrong. Like I have to do the symbols on the paper sometimes and that, <laughs> but that's fundamentals, man. Like you have to learn how to do these things before we can go and apply it to this like higher level math. So you can understand like what's going on Yeah, and they get lost in some of that too. And I get it. Right. Um, and this is the trust the process. Yeah. But math isn't like, come on, dude, we're not like calculating a lot of things in our daily life, which is fine. Right. And I, I tell them that in the, like for me, mathematics has changed the way that I think mm. and it's changed the way that I problem solve. And when I talk to people who are, well, it comes into engineering too, engineers, um, or people who enjoy math 
And the way that we talk about a problem is different than people who don't like math, and you can tell very easily. Yeah. When I was working at UCSD, we you know, had a whole staff meeting, and I remember um, there was a some issue, and I was like, well, why don't we do this? And then people looked at me, and they're like, huh? <laughs> and then I looked at uh, one of my coworkers from across the room who studied chemical engineering, and he was like, yeah, and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> and I was like, can you tell him? He's like, yeah, he'd been working there for years before me. And then uh, he told everybody, and they're like, oh. And I was like, okay. He's been translating for, <laughs> for everybody else, non-engineer, non-math people for a while. So I was like, you get it, dude. Um, but, like, we understood. Like, it's so that it's like it's the way that I process and think about problem solving, which is why I love it so much, that yeah. it really makes an impact on um, how I operate. Let's get back to um, day to day. The day to day. So you did your fifth period prep. The way I, I mean, the way teachers kind of painted the picture for us was you're working beyond those hours too. At oh, home. for sure. Yeah. So welcome to uh, end of the day on some days. Um, on Monday, uh, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Friday. That's the end of the day for me. And then I, if I really wanted to, I could go home. Um, but I also have office hours. Students who are struggling or falling behind will come in and get support. Um, and I'll work with them for 30 minutes to an hour sometimes. Very rarely, but an hour and a half after school, which is a lot. Um, it's basically just feels like tutoring, but I'm not getting paid anything extra. Mm. Um, and then on Wednesdays, we have a staff meeting after, after school. Uh, but that we're done at like 3.45, so that's pretty quick. Uh, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, after fifth period, we have something called X block, which is like exploratory block. Um, and we can do whatever we want. We can teach whatever we want to teach or do whatever we want to do. That's like there for the students. Um, there's things like basketball, um, uh, ultimate Frisbee, uh, pickleball. Nice. Um, I did anime club where we would watch anime and talk about anime while we were watching it. Um, that was it. Very chill. Uh, last year I did, um, I did a financial, financial fitness for the future class where I talked about finances, um, investing, budgeting, yes, all yes. that stuff. Since then I have actually embedded that in my class. So last, at the end of my first semester, thank God, dude. the last week, <laughs> I know, <laughs> um, the, the, my last week before, um, the Christmas break, I did, uh, Monday through Thursday. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Tuesday through Friday? <laughs> yeah, like the one day I did some math and then I connected it to financial literacy and then I just talked about financial literacy. We talked about all those things you mentioned and more. Um, and they really liked that. Like, oh, thanks for talking. I was like, yeah, well, we'll see if you remember. Yeah, but I mean, at least they got the basics of it's it. It's there. They right? got introduced so, to it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, that's one of the craziest things I, I learned too. People always ask for that and the, like the stupidest things I see like on the internet are... Um, like, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's taxis and, you know, good thing no one ever taught me how to do taxis in, in school. Like, you know, if it was geometry season, then I'd be all set, right? I'm like, that's so dumb. <laughs> um, but there's, uh, there's been multiple studies shown that if you introduce financial literacy to, uh, to students at middle school, high school, or the college level, yeah. uh, there is no, like... Uh, significant proof that says one or the other is better it's just it's very random some people are going to pick it up and some are, are not and then it doesn't really matter when you teach it 
Um, so I still embed it within my curriculum because I have the freedom to do that at this school, which is great. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so, but currently right now, um, our 11th grade students are going to take an internship. They're going to do an internship uh, for the last month of school. So instead of going to school, they go do uh, full-time work at some company that they want to work at. Um, last year, we had students, uh, the ones that like I oversaw, one guy was working at a law office. He was working with immigration law. I had another student who was in an interior design firm and she was helping to design um, uh, the inside of this building and like the furniture around it. Wow. Um, I had one guy who was uh, working with this uh, tech company who focuses on um, communications and he coded this whole system for them. Damn. Um, yeah, so it's really cool stuff. They're doing cool stuff. Yeah. It's really great experience yeah. <laughs> and it's super valuable and they just can't see it until they get there. And mm. so uh, my, my, our current exploratory block is internship. Get a resume. Uh, let's reach out to people. Uh, let's get you get you an internship, so um, you know you'll be ready to go. Because they got to do all that work. I'm not doing it for them. I'm just helping them, helping guide them. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. And that's it. So that's like those are the options. But it's a lot of things throughout the week and a lot of variety that takes just like different brain space to do. Yeah. And then once I'm done uh, with work officially. Uh, then it becomes either, like I said, either office hours or, man, high school, it's, you know, they have, they have sports. Sports. Yeah. Events, and they're like, yeah. oh, you got to come to my game. Like, please come watch me. And I'm like, I, I'll how do you say no to that? I, dude, it's so hard to say <laughs> yeah. no to them because I love them. Yeah. And they'll, uh, and I'll pop in for a bit, I'll, like catch the first half of a basketball game. And then I was like, I got to go. I'll take my laptop in there sometimes and work from the bleachers. Hmm. Um, and if not, then I'm usually working in my, uh, in my classroom, um, usually till minimum five o'clock. Um, I always try to leave before six. Um, and then I get home, you know, I'll, uh, relax for a little bit. Yeah. Think about nothing. Hopefully clear make my, your head, clear my head, yeah. make some dinner, you know, watch a show for a little bit, hit, hit the shower. Then it's like, you know, we're nine o'clock and then I'll usually plan a little bit more or like at least formulate what I need to plan for the next day. Mm. And then sometimes I'll knock out the lesson or most of it. And sometimes, man, they just take a lot of like specificity and just like a lot of little pieces to make it happen. So it takes a lot of effort to, to make that lesson. Um, so you're working typically seven to five plus a little bit in the evening to plan yeah, yeah always yeah yeah um yeah i'd usually i mean i'll call it it's usually five thirty-six every day okay um and if if not like some like i said last this is my second year last year i created some slides some of them are very high quality i can use parts of them again or i can use them again which is really nice which is the intent i'll like, set myself up for success yeah um because last year I was, it was a lot more than that. I would, I was probably working at least another two hours every day, just because it's my first year, and I was just like, building all that up. Yeah, but I also yeah. like didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, true. Um, these do these kids get the slides that you make? They get like yeah, access close. to it. Yeah, that's so cool. Form. Yeah, man, it's on Google Classroom form. 
and we had remember we just had like those overhead projectors yeah with like transparent papers and it's like yeah just copy it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh we would get printouts i guess but, yeah we get some printouts yeah but dude just having like access to it like on my phone anywhere like that's just yeah it's really nice yeah yeah these uh, kids these days they got it good <laughs> they do but they also have a really hard time the internet's a wild place and social media is a crazy crazy thing yeah that's true yeah, i was gonna call it we a demon but like yeah let's not go down that rabbit hole because uh, that's that's endless yeah um but yeah that's kind of the day and then i'll i try to go i try to be in bed before 10 usually like if it's nine i'm like all right let's get a good seven and a half hours of sleep and then be ready to go again and that's the school year and you know luckily you have the holidays off mm -hmm. for the most part and then you have a good chunk of time in the summer yeah a couple of months there that's like off i mean you're still doing lesson planning and stuff here and there but mm -hmm. but you do get some reprieve from those long full days yeah 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 and i like yeah you, you still have to work during the breaks i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> um, there's no way getting around it there's always something that like needs to be done there's always some grading that's got to come up mm. every break thanksgiving break i'm trying to catch up with my grading christmas mm. break you're finishing my grades you're writing comments for the students i have to write comments for every student that i have and it's like a little paragraph of like how they were doing mm. strengths areas of improvement and like what i notice and what i see and like they read those and they care about those and i try to make them as meaningful the as the student gets can. to see that yeah wow write them okay. for them. yeah it's like and their little review yeah and they like they value that and they'll talk to me about it and if that didn't write something that they that they like they'll talk to me about it <laughs> that's not how i see a hobby <laughs> <laughs> like why did you say this and i was like well let's talk about that yeah um so there and then it's always like it's a project-based learning school dude planning a project is wild yeah it's incredibly challenging um but it's incredibly rewarding once it gets done take some creativity yeah yeah, which is, yeah. that's something that I really value about this job, too. I have so much creative freedom, and it's allowing me to be more creative and um, challenging me to be more creative, too. Mm. And I love, like, we were doing a, so, that, you know, like I said, I'm getting my credential at the same time, so I'm taking a class once a week uh, with other people who are doing that. And I have two other colleagues at my school um, who are in the same program. And uh, we were working, you know, one of our assignments was to create this, like, rubric, uh, and we helped... Uh, one of the, the guys at my school like build on his project and it was like lovely like the collaboration is incredible but like I caught myself coming up with these ideas that I never thought about before and I'm like damn like it's really fun to be able to um, expand my mind enough to be able to be more creative than I had before yeah because with engineering there's like I mean come up with some creative problem solving but at the end of the day, it's just like, well, here it is. It's already there for you. You just got to yeah. put the blocks into place, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So there's no limitations with this, which is great. Mm. Um, but it can also be daunting. Um, for me, I just, excuse me, try to look at it as, as a challenge, as a way to grow and learn. Yeah. And something I want to get better at. Yeah. So Because it's fulfilling when you do it well. Yes. Yeah. And the product is beautiful when it's done well. And the product ultimately as a teacher is, I mean, young adults into the world, you know, you really, when I mean, we touched on this earlier, but it's like, you're a role model for these kids. You're an adult figure for these kids. And, um, a lot of kids remember teachers they had, you know, and it's like, dude, I love this teacher and they don't really know why maybe they can't parse it, but it's because that teacher formed them in a way 
gave them some values, gave them some some insight, some way, something that they took away, you know? Yeah. That's one of, I don't remember who it was. Well, maybe it's Maya Angelou. The quote was, like, you won't remember what people said or what they did, but you'll remember, like, the way how they made, made you feel. feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I truly believe that. Yeah. I think about my teachers, too, and it was there are certain moments that stick out and I remember like one of my math teachers like I liked him and what I really remember was this game that we had played in class <laughs> that was completely unmath related it was like get in a circle and then you know everyone puts their head down and then like I don't remember what the word is but it'll say a word and then everybody looks up and you have to look at somebody and if you're looking at somebody in the eyes if you're both making eye contact then you're both out so here, oh, <laughs> and then you make the circle smaller, and it was fun. But yeah. like that, that really stuck out to me. I'm like, that was so unmath related, <laughs> and but that's what really like what I really appreciated. And I think about that as I'm developing as a teacher, and I have those some of those in place already. Like mm. I uh, create these spaces or moments that are not math at all, where um, I still think they're meaningful. Keeping them engaged. Yes. Yeah. But it breaks up and it like creates this routine and it breaks up the content and it's things that we look forward to. Yeah. Um, on Mondays, we do celebrations. Uh, so every Friday, there's um, I give out a survey of like the week and how they're feeling, which drives how I continue to produce my content or what I focus on more. Um, and it's like, you know, one to ten, tell me how you feel about this. And average it out and then spend more or less time on certain things. Um, I also ask them to celebrate anyone in the, in the classroom they want or any other class um, for whatever reason you want. And it's very That's fun. Cool. It's super fun. And then yeah. I'll take all that and compile it onto a slide. So I'm like period one, period two, period three, four celebrations. And they'll read them out. And so it'll be like Brandon had three celebrations and for one of them for his super cool hoodie. Right, like it'll be random things. Uh, <laughs> they'll put the funniest things on there. One one of the kids is really tall, and he'll get one. They're like for being like uh, the shade that I need in my life, right? Because tall one. <laughs> like, um, for being San Diego's uh, palm tree, tallest palm tree for 16 years running, like silly stuff. That's like funny. That. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's really kids fun. Are, kids are funny, right? They're like, very funny, dude. Yeah. It's a great time. They make me laugh all the time. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. So we'll read celebrations on Monday, okay. and they they love it and they're hype about it. Um, most of them are. Some periods are a little more like sleepy about it, and I'm like, "Yo, you want to see what the other students are writing?" And then they'll kind of step up next Ooh. week and write more. Yeah. Okay. I like light to make, the fire under them a little bit. Yeah, I like to make the periods <laughs> compete against each other. Yeah. <laughs> which they love. Um, so that's Mondays, and that's like a great way to start the week. Um, and then Wednesday, I do a Wednesday wellness word of the week. So I choose a word. Or I'll t- I was also asking them, like, what's a word that you want to know about or learn about? And then they'll give me suggestions, and I pull from their words, like, 95% of the time. Um, and then we'll talk about a word. Uh, this past week, the word was motivation. Hmm. So I'll create a slide. I'll talk about it for always less than four minutes. It's usually two to four minutes, somewhere in between there, about, in this case, it was motivation. Last week, it was passion. And I'll talk about what it means to me, how I do it, why it's important to me in my life, and uh, I don't know, whatever else, something else related to the word. Damn. Um, so they that, appreciate that, I'm sure. They do. They like that one. Um, they're like, it's Wednesday. And they're like, that's when I catch their attention the most. The one on motivation really got their attention. They're like, that was my favorite one. Damn. Like, cool. Um, so that's a, that's a really nice way for me to break up the week. At least those two things 
yeah there's other things that I'll do randomly or trying still trying to figure out like what I want to do but those two I, I enjoy those and I'm going to keep doing those those are cool okay. yeah thanks you, you mentioned this earlier but this job is kind of unique in the sense that your clientele are, are not just the students in your classroom it's yeah. their parents yeah and I mean this is a dynamic deep and important relationship between the kids the parents and the students um to me it seems like that would stress me out you just kind of mentioned like the parents have been awesome so tell me about like what it's like working with parents and like i guess the contrast between them and the students and what you can see um you know everyone's different at the end of the day though the parents love their kid and they want the best for them yeah and I will like so we have these things called student-led conferences, which is SLCs. Instead of parent-teacher conferences, the students present their learning and tell us what they've been learning, and we get asked them questions. It's almost like panel-style interview. They're up at their board. They're talking about what they've been doing during the year. They show their some of their work that they've done, what they're proud of, where they want to improve, and then so it's us teachers and the parents there in that meeting. So that's like when we have the most interaction with them. Um, and that's coming up this this is this coming week we'll be doing those um other than that it's uh i'll meet them at like they have uh parent association like mixers they'll have like uh, you get faded with the parents the mixers yeah okay. that's yeah, cool for sure <laughs> i don't think that was a thing growing up was um, it? i mean you you never knew right like i don't think you that was a secret you. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was a secret. I mean, there's our these students know. Like, they'll have uh, one of them. There's like a fundraiser, um, and it's at this yacht club, and we all go and we'll meet, all hang out with the parents. There's like raffle items, and they'll yeah. they always give you a bunch of drink tickets. They're like, thank you so much, and they're like, here you go. I'm like, the parents Let's go, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They're super cool. Well, it's because yeah. they're like really appreciative. Once yeah. you like, a lot of them I don't meet until that, that day or like the conferences and they're like, oh my God, you're the math teacher. Thank you so much. Like you've been helping my students so much. Yeah. I'm like, great. Ideally in like, this is still something that I'm working on. Like I want to have more communication with my parent with not my parent. Well, yeah, my parents do, but also their parents. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and just tell them like, uh, shoot them an email and be like, yo, your student is like, crushing it this week like here's what i've noticed mm. like, you know you're doing a great job too and they like they really value that too and they appreciate that feedback because sometimes usually it's just bad it's like negative feedback right it's like hey your kid sucks they're exactly, not doing this right that's when the parents hear yeah. from the teachers the most which right. is like part of what we're trying to change in this culture of like when you hear from us it's because there's good things going on too like we're not just here because of the negativity uh negativity right um reward these kids let them know yeah, yeah. I tell, I mean, I tell the students all the time as much, well, as much as I can. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, let them know. That's something that I know that I always have to work. But they got to hear from the parents too. Uh, yes, but they really value it from the teachers. Right. Um, one, one time in the morning, one of the students was like, I don't know. She asked me something about like, like how I see her, how I view her. Oh, she was like, Javi, I thought you hated me. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I love you. You're awesome. Yeah. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like this is what I think about you. And I told her these, like these things, like, you're like, you're such a hard worker. Like I can see that you come in and you care about other people in your space. Like you, 
um, have a really good fashion sense about you. I remember like I told her about the presentation that she did last year that I remember like stuck out to me and how she was so well put together and how she connected to her family um, and all these things. And she's like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, thanks. I'm like, yeah. And then the other student's like, whoa, do me next. Like, tell me about me next. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I did one more. And then some other people came up and I was like, oh, I can't do this all day here. They're eating um, it up, dude. Yeah, they love, they love it, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, I noticed everything about these students and that's what's like that's what's easier second year too is i can focus less on the content um or i'm sorry focus less on the like i guess the lesson and focus more about like them and how they're engaging with the content or what's going on with them personally which is what is really important to me um building building those relationships with them and having them trust me is super crucial to being able to teach them if they don't buy in then they don't really care (laughs) Um, this is just really demonstrating to me like how important this role is in our society because you know like I I think about like AI and taking over and stuff and it's like yeah an AI could just present information to a kid and have them learn topics but like the role you're playing is much bigger than that sure Um, I feel and you like that part of the job 100% yeah I'm like look man I've you know, I've messed up a lot in my life in different ways, and I figured out how to do things in a more positive and productive way for me. And like, I'm super happy right now with yeah. where I'm at in my life, and I'm just trying to pass that stuff along and make it easier for them. Like, if I can make life easier for people and teach them the things that have taken me years to learn, yeah, on my own because no one ever told me, right? Like, no one Mission ever told me to drink water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, DJ Khaled. Yeah, um, thanks. Then, yeah, that, I feel so much better and I feel fulfilled because I'm making it easier for people before me. And that's why I'm working with this. That's why I'm working with high school because this is where I can make yeah. that impact and I can feel that and I can see it. Um, you know, obviously not everyone. And some people are going to pick up things and sometimes it doesn't really matter. Um, but as long as, like, for me, I always tell them, I'm like, I'm here to be a positive adult role model in your life. I will model all the things that I do and how I live my life and hopefully you pick up some of those and you take that for yourself and they're really responsive. I got really nice feedback from them yeah. all the time on most surveys too. It's like they tell me really beautiful things and they're really, um, you can tell, like I told you, like I love them and I tell them that I love them and they tell me that they love me too. It's That's a really cool. lovely relationship. I like that. Um, and they'll come up to me and just like tell on Friday we were, I also have, the, like I said, I have the freedom to take my class whatever I need to do so if I feel like I need to shift it in some direction I will so on Friday we went to the park and we had a park day that's awesome <laughs> we played games <laughs> yeah. um, you know took a football frisbee volleyball whatever there's like a swing set people just got after it um, on the way one of the students was just telling me really nice things about myself and how he values me as his teacher and how like he appreciates the things that I'm doing for him you can see that I'm working really hard and he feels like he's learning a lot and I was like dude like you're incredible like and this kid did is, you cry uh not at that time yeah. um uh it was you know we we're just walking I was like thanks man um yeah uh I did cry the week before I'll tell you why in a moment um but I told him I was like this kid impresses me he is he asked the best questions out of any student I've ever worked with Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. I, yeah. I told him, Damn. I was like, dude, I was like, and I've worked with a lot of students and like, he's, I, I'm always impressed with what he thinks about and what he asks and the clarification that he wants. Um, I told him, he's like, dude, thank you so much for saying that. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's you. 
Um, but like the other uh, last weekend uh, or last Friday, I was out and I had a quiz and I had someone cover for me, which is really easy. They just step in, give them a quiz all period. They just do the quiz. And one of the teachers asked them to like celebrate me and they left sticky notes on my whiteboard. And I read those when I came back on Monday and those made me cry for sure. I was wow. Turning up. Yeah. Wow. They were saying so many nice things. And um, a, lot, <laughs> a common theme was you know, I know it's math class and we don't really like math, but you make it exciting for us. And I like, I really appreciate that. And they're, you know, telling me they, a lot of really nice things. You're doing a great job. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying. You are, I mean, it sounds like you're making a big impact on these kids' lives. Possibly. <laughs> we'll see. How has this job changed you as a person? Ooh, uh, good question. Um, I'm full of them. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> um, like your student. Yeah. Um, it has made me more happy um, overall. Like I said, the, the work is the work is tough, but the work is like, and at the end of the day, like it's, it's I, I get to hang around with high school students and teach them about a topic and a subject that I really enjoy. Like, that's really what it is. It's fun. It's fun, yeah. Yeah. On the days that they're being assholes about it, <laughs> it's not that fun and I have to get like serious. I'm like, really guy? Like I have to stop and I'm like, this is not going the way that I want this to go. Like high school kids can be huge assholes for yeah. sure. Yeah. I I was one, I'm sure you were one. Yeah, like, I'm still yeah. an asshole. And <laughs> um and I have to be an asshole sometimes. And I yeah. like there's there's three things that I ask for in my classroom. That you're present, that you're respectful. Um Oh god, what's the other one? Um, I'm gonna blank on the other one for now. I'm sure it'll come up to me. And they I was, do damn homework. <laughs> I don't give them homework, dude. I give them time in class. I was like, if you don't finish in class, it's homework. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and if you're not doing those things, then it's it's like we're having a bad time. Yeah. Um, so I was like, when if it's if that's going on, uh, then I stop the class. And I'm like, you're not accomplishing these things I asked for. So mm. we need we need to fix it. Firm when you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, good. They, and they respond. Yeah. So, hey, we're having a good time, and you know, I know you guys like this, but like, come on, we're, this is also serious. Like, this is my job, you need to learn, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like, people we get a little bit loud while I was like, yo, it's getting a little too loud. Like, I can't hear the person I'm trying to work with. Mm. Like, I love that you're having the conversation and you're, con um, you know, engaging with the other students in class and you're having a good time. And that's fine. Learning should be fun, in my opinion. Um, and learning. I think that's like the best way I learn, right? Yeah. Um, but like, quiet down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this job has made you more happy. Mm -hmm. What else has it made you realize about yourself or changed you? Um, that my coworkers are like I need to like my coworkers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and I need to learn from my coworkers. Mm -hmm. um, the the other job that I got offered, I one of the big reasons I didn't go there was because. I didn't like the teachers I'd be working with over there. Mm. I didn't connect with them. But mm. here, man, I was impressed uh, with the the caliber and um, just who they were as people and their like their just overall nature and how just wonderful humans that they are. Um, and I still truly believe that I'm here to work with those groups of people because I, you know, I appreciate them. I can learn from them. And they're just very caring individuals. The culture of the school is something I really enjoy. And that starts with our director. And that's he's awesome, too. That's you know, a big reason why I'm here also. Are you um, looking for a raise? Is that why you said that? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get a raise. <laughs> um, no, I say that because I truly believe it. Yeah. And I've learned that um, by myself that, you know, I, this is what I enjoy um, for now. It's always for now because I don't know if I'll do this for the rest of my life, just like with everything. Um, like I said, as soon as I got this job too, I'm like, all right, what am I going to do next? What can I figure out? When I started doing, when I started applying for these jobs, I was like, what if I open up my own school? I was like, can I do that? And I started talking to people about that and I met some people who are doing that. And I was like, man, okay. Um, and I think I've just figured out like more of what I value. Well, no, I've always known what I value. I think it's just more of like solidifying those values. Mm. And like it's always like, okay, is this what I actually enjoy doing and why do I enjoy doing it? So there's more of that too. I'm just more sure of myself. Um, I think every time I try to progress, and we were talking about this, I think last week, when I try to like move forward in my life, I want to do something for longer than I did it before. You know, last job I was at was for four and a half years and that's long as I'd been at one job. I guess except for tutoring, but that's a little different. Yeah. Um, so. Has it made you because you're kind of in a role model, <laughs> a role model <laughs> position now, has it made you think like, oh, I really do need to like be the example that I'm trying to teach these kids? Has it made you a better person in that way? Um, Not that you were a bad guy before. But <laughs> Probably. Uh, I think that's just a product of that. Um, for me, there's part of like life coaching, counseling, or like working with people and doing like the one single for the week is like it's stuff that I already do and I already know. It's stuff that I already know. Let's put it that way. And when I talk about it, I hear it too and I'm listening to myself mm. and it makes me reinforces that. Reinforces that yeah. and like it like also makes me be a better person. For me like it makes me do what I feel like I need to do. Yeah. Um so yeah, like that's in a selfish way that's kind of why I do it too because I needed I'm such a um, an external processor like if it's all up here mm. I'm having a hard time like actually you know making it real but when I say something out loud uh, it you know I understand it better nice um, okay so that's why like all the things I mentioned are so helpful for me because as I'm telling these students about motivation I'm reinforcing and reminding myself what motivation is for me and mm. then I can continue to do that as I'm talking about passion I remember why I'm so passionate about this job and how I got there um, so but I, I intentionally create those structures because I know that I need that too and um, it's nice that I have the space to do that so it it's always helping me man like everything that I do is because I care about it but also because it's there for me yeah so we were walking around strip yesterday mm -hmm. and you mentioned how your feet hurt and I was thinking about it. It's like, man, yeah, you do a lot of standing. Yeah. The standing. As, a, as a teacher, it's a, of, it's a lot of standing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a very minor, like downside of the job. Something you don't enjoy. Uh, no, it is something I enjoy. I prefer to be standing than sitting down all day. Well, what I'm trying to get at is. We've talked a lot about what you love about this job. What are yeah. some things that, because every, every job has its pros and cons. Oh, yeah. What do you not like about this? The grading, number one. The amount of time <laughs> it takes to plan a lesson, number two. The amount of time it takes me to like, get, like, do the tech part of it. Like, actually, like I said, create the slides. Um, 
I don't, and I don't have this much of a problem. I, I think in, in a dream scenario, <laughs> okay. um, everyone that I'm working with is there because they want to work with me. And that's like dream scenario, right? Yeah. Like that's a hard thing to fulfill. That's utopia. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say that mo like, you know, there's out of the 110 students that I have, um, there's probably like four that I know that just like really don't want to be there. Mm. And, and it's not because, uh, maybe it is because of me, but you know, it's also because of the content and they just don't like math. Um, yeah. What are their names? You can shame them. Nah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I would never. No. Um, they know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're listening right now like, dude, there's no way he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> it is you. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But, like, you know, I understand. Um, I th like, if... I know, they'll tell me, that, like, you know, it's... Like, like I like you, but just I just don't like math. I'm like, I know. Do it for me, then. And a lot of them do, which yeah. is part of the thing that I've created. So uh, anything else I don't like? Um, I don't know, man. There's not really much I don't like about it. You seem to love it. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do love it. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for now. So then what... Um what kind of person, like if someone was thinking like, oh, all this sounds great, maybe I want to be a teacher too, maybe they've been thinking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of person should get into teaching? You know, I don't like the word should. That's not, I don't know, should is like... The ideal human that wants to teach, what characteristics do they have? Well, I'll tell you this, it really depends on the school. This is a very different okay. school than anything that I've experienced before. Um, and if you go to a public school or just like regular old high school, I'm sure it'll be different. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'd have the connections that I do. I'm at a charter school. It's a public charter school. Um, I don't think I'd be able to make, well, maybe, I, I don't know. I'd, it would just be different. Yeah. Uh, bare minimum, like the people that I've seen that are ready to leave. Um, and, okay, here we go. So, <laughs> sorry, this is a tough question. I know I'm a little bit scattered on this one because right, you're working through it's it. weird yeah i'm yeah. definitely working through this one out loud um one of the things i've seen about people that are successful uh is the ability to grind like you have to be able to grind and the grading the planning yes yeah um that's a core part of it yeah there's something uh i uh watch a lot of videos on people who talk about like greatness um unintentionally but it's like usually like a part of that right uh like uh lebron has a show uh like the shop uninterrupted oh, yeah. right yeah love that one um i watch that one all the time it's always people who have done a lot of great things and uh, including himself he talks about like being addicted to the process and i found myself figuring out that that's what i enjoy i love the process of getting better at something Mm. Um, I'm not like I don't consider myself a master of anything I'm just like pretty good at a lot of things or I've at least made myself pretty good at a lot of things and I like that I like learning I like learning a lot and then like you know the idea of like having to then slowly learn just feels weird to me I haven't gotten to that point to mastery right mastery is a very slow thing um, so um, I think that that for me is part of it right it's like being addicted to the process of getting better 
and that grind that you have to do. If you don't like that, I think you're going to have a hard time. Mm. Um, you have to want to build a relationship with students. Like that's like number one. Buy-in is for me the key. Um, you got to be social or like social activity anyway. Yeah, um, but also like at least in the way that I do it, my style of teaching. I have a teacher who's um, or who works at the school. She's older. She's fantastic. She's incredible. So talented. Um, and I walk into her class, and I'm like, they're just over there working. They're like, yeah. It's like I just, you know, let them do their thing, and I'm just over here, you know, get everything else ready. And I'm like, well, you're crushing it. And um, she's not very social in that way. She's a little more introverted, but it's absolutely incredible. She makes work. it work, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'd like, I need to talk to her more about how she does it, because uh, I'm always impressed. I need to go like observe her. Um, so you're picking up different styles to see how you can incorporate. Yeah, stuff. see if like because yeah. yeah, I don't know what it. You know, I've had my teachers in the day, but it's so different nowadays in the way that yeah. you know, people interact. And I want to be the best teacher that I can be, and the best version of myself. So I'm always trying to learn and ask. Um, and that, I think I guess that's another part of it. Like you have to be willing to learn. Like you're not as great as you think you are. Yeah. Um, I say that to myself, um, and be humble in that way. Yeah. Um, it sucks when I get bad feedback and I'm like, damn, that was crappy. Um, but, you know, I, I want to get better. That's um, how you get better, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's a level of, like, you have to have some, like, tough skin. Students are, you know, mm, good one. going to say some things and nothing's really about you. Nothing is ever about, nothing's ever about me. It's always about them and how they're feeling. That's kind of just 100%. everybody, every day, yeah. right? It's just a projection of what's going on with them. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, so realizing that is very important. Um, and lot, not letting those things get to me is really important, too. I'm like, they're just kids. At the end of the day, tell them they're selling me something. I'm like, you know, I'm twice your age, right? <laughs> yeah, literally. And all the life that you've lived, I've done that another time. Yeah. And I've been very conscious of that, right? Like, um, so that's always funny. Um, I remember being that age, and it's like, you think... You just think you know everything when you're a teenager. Yeah. And then you graduate high school and you get in the real world and it slaps you in the face a little bit. Sure. Everyone goes through that, sure. you know? Yeah. But uh, then you start realizing, like, wow, these people with life experience, like, they really... All those things they tried to tell me were, like, because they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. I also, like, I don't know. I'm sure people were trying to tell me things. I just, like, nothing was really hidden. And I don't remember a lot of things that people were trying to tell me. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think that people, like, when we were growing up, were, like, as intentional about that type of stuff. Um, doesn't seem like it, huh? No, it doesn't feel like it at all. No. Um, and now it's, like, it's such a different, like, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the stigma around mental health mm. and just like taking care of yourself and yeah. wellness overall like that's yeah. more important to people nowadays that's big for now. sure yeah yeah um so i'm always trying to spread that good that good stuff yeah um because i know how helpful it is for me and how much better i feel that i do those things amen yeah um so i think that having a good ability to take care of yourself too is super important in this job because man, it's just you and those kids, and you got to command that room. There's also a presence that you have to have up there, um, and you have to be like a little showy. Um, it almost feels like a performance every day. Ooh. I got to get up there, and I got to like, 
You got to turn up a little bit. You got to turn up a little bit. You really <laughs> got to engage him. Uh, at least that's what's important to me. Um, but there's a, there's a difference between like being up there and being fake and being up there and being your authentic self and putting on, but just like showing all of you. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. Um, I'm up there and I'm like as animated as I want to be. And like, if I'm not feeling good, I'll let them know that I'm not feeling good. And if I have the energy, they'll like, they can feel it and they know and they're ready. I think last, this past week, I, I was having a really tough day on Monday. I was feeling you know, really sad and I told them like, I'm sorry, like I'm not feeling that great right now. I'm going to try to be my best for you, but just know that you know, that's where I'm at. And you can tell the level, the energy in that room was different that day. You're real with them. And I think they appreciate that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, and then like the next day I was feeling much better. I was feeling great. I walked in the student, one of my students who she did my advisory. She's really, I love her. She's great. And she was like, you know, Javi, you have really good energy today. I was like, thank you. I was like, I feel much better today. Nice. She's like, great. Um, good so kid. She's awesome. Yeah. Dude, when you're saying that you have to have your own, like, your own life organized and be put together in your own life, you reminded me of a teacher that we had in middle school. I'm not going to say the name. Okay. But this teacher was just hanging by a thread, dude. And you're going to know who I'm talking about, I think. But uh, <laughs> you could, t- as a student, you could tell. You, you could can tell, tell this man. guy was like, a stack of unorganized papers, like wrinkled coming out yeah. of the sides, you know, he's like dropping his pen, you know, he's just like flying into each class, like barely on time, barely making it, dude. And it seemed like he was just winging every lesson, you yep. know, and as a student, like you didn't want to take that guy seriously. Cause like he didn't take him, like we didn't really understand at this level, but it's like, he didn't take himself seriously. Why would we take anything he said seriously? Students can tell these things, I think. Yeah, I think there's a level of expectation that comes along. You're going to be like, you better be ready. Like, why aren't, why aren't your every, why isn't everything beautiful? Why isn't everything like ready to go? Mm. And they're like, what's going on? Well, this is a trash lesson. And I felt that a lot more last year than I do this year because I'm just super learning and it's hard. Um, and there's like, they don't understand like all the thought process that goes into how to make a lesson flow, how to teach certain content, how to introduce it. Mm. Like, it's a lot. Um, And every day, it's every day you got to get up there and do it. It's taxing, man. It's demanding. It's very demanding. Um, But, like, I last year I felt it a lot more being my first year. Now I'm like, I just do it, right? It's just, but I also am super comfortable public speaking and getting in front of a big crowd. And so this is, like, no issue for me. And I'm really good at like walking around the room and getting people's attention if I need to. Um, so uh, that's important as well. There's yeah. like, I'm naturally a shy person, but I've developed that confidence to just be myself and feel comfortable doing that. And I talk about that too. And I'm, I told them really very real with them about what's going on and how I'm feeling. And they appreciate that too, because they understand, well, it's like, if that's who you are and now you're doing this, and I see, they see me with this, you know, level of confidence, then it's like, I can do that too. Mm. I can get to wherever I want to go. I like that. What advice or tips would you give to someone that maybe listens to podcasts and they were like, you know what, maybe I do want to be a teacher. I'm going to do it. Um, get after it. <laughs> yeah. Go do it. Go find out like, go find a school that's going to make sense to you. Like go figure out your values as a person and what you care about in a workspace and what you care about in a career and what you want to get out of it. And if that's the case, then 
go. Yeah. Like if, if you feel passionate about that, make it happen. Um, it's there for you. And there's people like we need high quality people to teach the youth, man, teach the kids. Yeah. Um, and to be around them and to help and support them. Like it's so dude, cliches are so silly, but they're so important. Like children of the future. Like, well, yeah, no kidding. Right. They're actually (laughs) going to grow up and then they're going to be there. (laughs) They're going to be in the future. Um, so I guess that that's kind of it, right? Like, you know, find where you fit, I think is find where you fit's key, man. Cause there's so many different ways to teach different levels, different subjects, yeah, different types of schools. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about like myself interviewing or for jobs, um, and like when I tell my students when they're looking for the internship, I'm like, they're interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them. Yeah. You gotta make sure that this is going to be a good fit for you. And if you walk in with that mentality and that mindset, it's a different space. You know, when people are like, I don't have any questions during the interview, I'm like, that's terrible. That's a mistake. Yeah. Number one, like you got to ask about the things that you care about. Like, tell me about, you know, your, the work life balance here. Tell me about the way the culture feels. Tell me about the values of your school. Tell me about the things and how you interact with your coworkers. Do you collaborate? Like whatever's important to you are things that I'm asking about and I'm looking for. And when we're having those, those interviews, I'm like very mindful of, mm. um, advice for people wanting to be a teacher yeah I, I, I mean all the things I talked about was like be ready for all of that yeah it's more than it's more than you think it's gonna be right and um, I don't say that to deter people I say that to like stay ready um, and have fun like <laughs> it's yeah. always got to be you like if you're you in front of them they're gonna appreciate it so much more like authenticity is key here and they can see right through the fakeness there's oh, yeah. And they'll tell you, and I've heard from students who talk about other teachers who they've seen who are like, yeah, but they felt very fake. And I was like, dang, I was like, is that how you talk about me? They're like, no, like, we know that that's you. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, it feels like me. Like, I don't, I'm not up there, like, lying to myself or trying anything, you know, that's not me. So. Let's go do story time. Okay. <laughs> do you have any... I mean, kids are funny. Do you have any hilarious stories you could share? <laughs> um, you know what I really like is I like to like find little notes that they write to each other. Oh, that one makes me laugh a lot. You ever read them out loud in front of the class? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but I don't find very many because it's we're not in the note era anymore. That's it's true. always like texting each texting. other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one that I I've only found two over the past two years. Um, one was about like it was very sweet the most recent one it was like something on a piece of paper that big and it was just like I love you and the other one was like I love you too wow and it's like I I, I just want to hug you all the time and like all these other like really sweet things um, and it was really nice and I showed I showed some coworkers that um, I the one I found last year <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> I found it and I read it in front of the class. It was something about black garlic. <laughs> it was like, hey, have you had black garlic? And they're like, no, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've never had black garlic? And they're like, no, I just had regular garlic. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. And they're like, what is it? And it's like, oh, it's fermented garlic, or I think that's what it was, right? I've had it in ramen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the only time I've seen it, I think. Yeah. I don't remember what else I talked about, but it was like goofy things like that. And I read in front of the class and they they enjoyed it. Um, Other funny moments? I don't know, dude. I've just, I've, I've said some unexpectedly inappropriate things in class. (laughs) 
just came out a certain way, and the yeah, kids were like, oh. I was like, oh, man, I was like, I shouldn't have said that. Because um, they'll catch all of those. Yeah, right? they do, and yeah. it's like, and they'll look for them. It feels like they're looking for them too. Yeah, yeah I remember it was something I was like, I was like, if you blow it here, you're gonna blow it everywhere else, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the girls were just like, damn it. Um, yeah. It was fine. Uh, one time I accidentally mocked a student. Um, Ooh. Yeah. She like was like complaining about something. <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I mocked. She was, I was like, you know, do something on the board. And she was like, well, why do we have to do this? And I was like, well, why do we have to do this? And like a voice. And then I was like, oh my God. And I turned around and I was like, and then everyone was laughing. And I looked at her and she was laughing too. And I was like, Okay, okay, cool. You got away with it. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Is that a, and she was like, no, don't worry. I thought it was funny. I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. That's very mild. Yeah. yeah. Um, students do, I don't know, do they do some goofy stuff? And I know they do stuff behind, you know, when I have my back turned and it's like hard to catch it, but. You're snickering. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. There's, yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. They always, they always tell me some funny things. Nothing really sticks out because it's just like all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. The ones that stick out are when I like I mess up and they're like laugh at it. I remember school, like high school and middle school, just being hilarious, dude. Like mm-hmm. every day, there's just so many shenanigans, mm-hmm. so many funny things throughout the day. Yeah. So it's full of that. It's hard for you to isolate stuff because it's like, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all constant. the time. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have so much fun, dude. It's like the energy there is just fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're always like coming up with ideas about things and. Um, one of my, yeah. There's always like some sayings. There's always new like terminology and like words and stuff. Oh, you're learning like the fresh lingo now. Yeah, yeah. Riz, Riz is the like. What's, what's Riz? I mean, like the ability to talk to like the opposite sex. Oh, it's like man. You got well, that that's Riz. like one of the one of the, uh, it's like the celebrations. Yeah, like oh, one of the kids, like celebrating him because he's got hella Riz. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Are the kids saying hella? Uh, sometimes. Isn't that funny that Hella was like strictly Northern California? Yeah, for really most of our lives. Yeah, and I remember Southern California people. Like I remember I would say it, and they'd be like, "What? Like, oh, you're from NorCal, huh?" Like yeah. immediately they knew, and they would like mock it. And now yeah. everybody says Hella. Yeah, it's not uncommon at all. Yeah, uh-huh. we started it. All right, <laughs> that's our word. You can't have it. <laughs> you can use as much as you want. Yeah, um, well. yeah, dude. It's a great time all the time. And that's like that's part of it too. It's like you know they're going to be silly. You know they're going to be goofy. You know they're going to yeah. say out of pocket things, um, and just be ready for that, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. Like I embrace it. I'll laugh with them too. Do something funny will happen. I'll just start busting. Out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, it's a good time. Anytime that you're like trying to cover up that laugh, just like I can't be laughing at this, but it's too funny, dude. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. What? Like, I don't know, man. That's happened a bunch. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. That was in a pro. I was like, you can't be saying things like that. <laughs> but I was like, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. High school humor, dude. Have you ever sent a kid to the principal's office? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a. He was cursing at me. Oh. Yeah, that was, uh, I happened once. Um, and this kid came in late, and I always tell him, like, you're going to come in late. Don't just start going around talking to people like you're late. Get, get to work. Yeah. Um, don't interrupt my class just because you're late. And, like, he goes to the back and talks to another student. And I didn't know at the time, but they were, like, trying to sell the phone to the other kid because the other kid's phone just, like, I don't know, stopped working or whatever. And uh, he needed it, like, right there. In his mind, he needed it right there. And I'm like, yo, just, like, grab a seat. And he's like, all right, all right. And then 
he like didn't he was still back there and i'm like i walk over i'm like yo like come grab a seat like you're late i know he's like got really upset um started throwing f-bombs around and i'm like what even happened i don't i just remember he was like saying a lot of like inappropriate things or like rude things and i'm like yo like if you're like if you're gonna keep talking like at least look at me in my face and talk to me because you're being really disrespectful just mumbling under your breath he's like looking away mumbling he was that looking at his laptop and i'm like i walked right up to him i said go ahead he's like i can't if i look at you right now like it's gonna i'm gonna say a lot of like inappropriate things i'm like okay well you can just go down to our uh well, our, our dean. Principal Oshag Hennessy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got we call it director and, and dean, right? So instead of principal, vice principal, whatever. Um, you can go down to the dean's office and go talk to go talk to them. And then the student goes like, I'm going to go wherever the fuck I want. And I'm like. That's what he thinks. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he walked out. Where do you think he went? He went to the dean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her office was closed. She wasn't there. And then, like, I followed him. I was like, I walked out. And he's like, don't you have a class to teach? I was like, I'm trying to make sure you're good. And then he walked over to, uh, since Dean wasn't there, he walked over to the director's office. He was in there. He just sat on, like, the couch or the chair right outside. And then I walked over to the director. I told him what happened. And he was like, all right, I'll talk to him. Um, and then, yeah, it was a tough time. Uh, weird situation. There yeah. was nothing to do with me. Um, he talked to a couple of other teachers that day and he was frustrated and they're like they gave him some they're like well don't you think it was just a misunderstanding like don't you and Javi have a good relationship he's like yeah and then I was like so I wrote him a letter that night and like told him like how I felt what I heard from the teachers what he like what they told me and I was like I understand why you wanted to do this and gave my perspective as well and told him like you know I was like you know that we're like we're cool um, gave him the letter the next morning he showed up to class he read it everything was good um, Ever since, it's been great? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're really getting through to these kids. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's your job. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing a great job. Thanks, dude. Any uh, parting words that you want to say? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been great. Honestly, like, um, we've talked about your job a little bit in the past, but not at a depth like this. And um, it's a really important job, you know. I think it's underappreciated, and I think the profession really needs people like you that are in it for the right reasons and they want to do a good job and they're making an impact on kids' lives. So, as a human being, thank you for what you do and um, thanks for sharing it on this podcast, man. It's been awesome. Thanks, dude. Thanks for having me.